Hello, Craig. Go fuck yourself, Craig. Good old, good old Craigie boy. Yes. He's so delightful, isn't he? This little piece of shit just sits there like a creep. Okay, I have one hand done. Oh, no! <laughs> I was like, I think I have time to do all of it, and then overestimated how long it was going to take. I hate it when that happens. So I'm at least at a good, like, stopping point. Okay, good. Well, yeah, that's perfect. Um, I made it home. I'm ready to go. I've even taken all my pictures, which I have to start remembering to upload. But, uh, I, um, oh, wait a minute. I forgot the main downside of this drink is, um, it's supposed to be chugged. Yes. Um, shit, I left my coffee downstairs. Let me go grab that real quick. Okie dokie. Be right back. Just, just me and you, Greg. Just me and you. And me. Staring. Oh my god! Oh my god! She's back! Scared the shit out of me! Well, Craig That's and I left you a... Craig and I left you a fun little little Patreon clip. Oh, wonderful. Just me going into insanity. It <laughs> that happens. you can Oh yeah. You can do with what you wish. Yeah. Um yeah. I was like, oh, Irish car bombs. I'm not good at chugging beer at all. Like, I can't do it. <laughs> so yeah. So I did Irish up my coffee instead. That's a good play. That's a very good play. Um, And it has the same kind of flavor profile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't chug it, and I am ruining the... Uh... Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But, you know, it's a, it's a delicious beer anyways. You can't really... you can do is take, like, the shot... With, like, the Baileys and the Jameson, and then use the Guinness as, like, a chaser. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I went... Well, and that's... If if I make another one, like, uh, we have a potty break or between... Because we are doing the other one tonight, right? I believe so. Yeah, later this evening. Um, I might make myself another, um, and I will do that, because this... Yeah, yeah I, I forgot that, like, I haven't had an Irish car bomb in maybe 20 years, honestly. Oh, really? And, yeah, and I forgot, like, even the first time that I ever had one, um, I was at a bar, and a, a friend was like, you ever had an Irish car bomb? And I'm like, no. And they're like, three Irish car bombs, we're going to do all around, woo! And they, they brought them to us, they did the whole thing, they dropped it in the glass, it mixes together. Um, I also forgot that you're generally supposed to be using Guinness, and that is a nitro beer. And so it mixes a little better than a traditionally like carbonated beer. And so this has yeah. turned into just a disgusting sludge, but I'm going to drink the rest of it. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. But yeah, the first time I ever had one, even with the Guinness, it will eventually sort of curdle. And yeah. so my friends were just chugging them down and I'm like, this is probably like a $10 fucking drink. I'm like, right guys, slow down. And they're like, oh, you don't want to wait. And don't I'm like, what wait. do you mean? Yeah. And they're like, do not wait. And uh, I waited and, um, here we are. Was it just filled with regret? Um, oh, oh, it's uh, oh, um, not regret so much as um, chunks of uh, reminiscent nostalgic vomit. Ew. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. That's that's maybe the the concise way to put it. Just ew. Yeah. Um, and then again, it's a it's a delightful beer. I did not. Go, <clears throat> the whole point is I didn't go with Guinness. I should have. 
But there's a really nice place in uh, in Eau Claire out here called the Growler Guys, and they have like 40 oh. different beers on tap, and they uh, they have even more. They rotate them, so I mean, they have a total selection of like up to a hundred or something. And oh, wow. you can buy these growlers that are like thirty dollars, but then when you go to refill them, it's like fifteen bucks, and you get like yeah, you get like over a gallon of beer. It's awesome. But um, I went there and I was like, hey, just give me this the thing that's like what you have on tap that's closest to Guinness. But because of like the nitro thing, you can't really do a growler of nitro because it like goes completely flat. Because yeah, it's not condensed anymore it's not made to do that Ex exactly yeah one once you crack it you have to drink it or it's disgusting so like um I, i'm like yeah just the closest thing that you can do on tap in a growler and uh i am drinking their double cream ale out of milwaukee wisconsin madison wisconsin i think nice. and um it's delicious but uh now it has chunks of uh ew in it yeah, and for anyone who wants to make my version of today's drink, which is just <laughs> Irish coffee, I have a preferred Costco coffee brand oh, called okay. Pinion. It's in a red bag. It's from New Mexico. Nice. It's what I like. So it's it's whole bean coffee. So if you don't have a coffee grinder, oh, get okay. one. Get a coffee does, grinder. Just does, Cos coffee. <clears throat> does Costco have like th like a coffee station like some grocery stores have where you can grind it like in the store? I don't think they do. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I, I suppose you're buying it like in a sealed bag. Like they don't yeah. have. Okay, gotcha. You're not filling your own pouch or whatever. Yeah, I'm not feeling I'm not filling it up like I potentially would at a grocery store. But that is the brand that I like. Okay. I. I do grind it at home. Nice. Just brew a regular pot of coffee and instead of creamer, used some Baileys. I was going to say, it is kind of the best. The last few times that I have flown, um, one, one time I, I actually uh, splurged for myself and I, I did first class and Ooh. it was early, early in the morning. I had like the... This might be important, just a second. Okay. I am going to use this opportunity to adjust my lights real quick. Because it's making me look a little funky. And I am not a fan of that. I'm like the weird spot that it puts on my camera. Because it bothers me. Oh, that is better. And now it's me and Craig. Just chilling. Is that bit sometimes when we record? Sorry, I am yawning. I'm realizing that my microphone is very far away. So I'm going to adjust that. Um, yeah. It... You know, listeners, it's been a time, and we are excited to be getting back in the swing of things. So there's there's that. We're excited to be doing episodes more regularly. I was doing my nails before this, so I'm slightly preoccupied with how 
that is currently kind of not turning out the way I would have hoped. If anyone has tips and tricks on how to get the nail stickers to work better, I would love to hear it. Because as of right now, I am trying something new, which is using the gel base coat that I already have, and then using my gel top coat on top of it, which honestly only works so well. And unfortunately, with that, usually I get sections that like peel up, and I'm not a fan of it just because it. I don't like it. I don't like when it gets bubbly and weird, and then like my hair gets caught in it. So please send me your tips and tricks. That is all. Were you talking to Craig? Yes, I was talking, well, I was talking to our listeners about how I need help with my nails. Oh, no. Because, so I've been using these, like, stickers. So, they look like that. Oh, okay, cool. And then, I, the thing I struggle with is that it wants to, like, bubble and peel. Yeah. So I'll put it on, and then, like, a section of it bubbles for whatever reason. It, like, just will not lay flat. And then, like, my hair gets caught in it, and then that's just annoying. <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> it's kind of like if you've ever worked on some kind of little model airplane or, like, a car, and you're trying to put on the decals, and they're super thin, and they you have to put them on really carefully and perfectly, and even if you do, they still might, like, bubble up, and it's annoying. Yeah, except um, this bubbling up rips my hair out. On, on like, your your fingers? From my head, yes. Like, I'm washing my hair, and it gets under there and rips it out. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm watching you, like, apply them, and I'm like, why is your hair getting No, involved? like, I, I apply gotcha. them, and then later on, it's ripping my hair out. They're still, like, that sticky? So, like, they are and they aren't. It depends on... These ones are, like, thinner. Okay. So it'll just like peel up in weird places and get sticky in other ways. But I had okay. ones that were like semi-cured and it was like pulling chunks of my hair out. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, this is way too violent for. <laughs> this is not what like, this product what I'm is trying to, to achieve. I did hear you talking while I was uh, discarding my disgusting drink and refreshing a new. I did now go with the, the just little shot of. Uh, Bailey's that I can sip and then the beer and and that is working out fantastically. Oh good. Um, but I you were like, no, I'm talking to the listeners. And I was like, now I feel like an asshole because I'm like, the whole point is that we're supposed to be making recordings like for the audience and p- potentially to the audience. And I chose to talk to Craig while you were gone. <laughs> Did you call like, Craig a son of a bitch? I think so. I think so. Oh. I I tore him a new one. I I was tearing him down and I was Mostly upset at his hold he has over me because in a staring mm. contest you can never win. I'll try, but you can't. No. And um, but yeah, I could have just like talked to the audience. 
rather than losing my mind slowly to a non-existent incorporeal being who is literally recording every word that we say. Yeah. But that's... He um... is a robot here for our recording sessions and nothing else. Yeah. I was going to say my amusement, but yeah, he's definitely not here for that either. Technically, um... no. I mean, you could use him for that, but that's not like why, why he exists. Right. I was attempting to do that, and it turned into a dark spiral into the uh, uh, unending void of sadness that are his eyes. Wow. I mean, if you... Yours got dark and mine was just, <laughs> help me, because I don't know how to do nails right. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, you know, I mean, different strokes for different folks. You know, one of us goes into a weird dark spiral and the other one's talking about nails not sticking properly. It's fine. Everyone is here for all this weird bullshit that we're doing right now, and that's great. Yeah. And I'm just trying of, to have nice nails for work. That's all yeah, I want. Yeah. Can we not just have nice things? No. S speaking of weird things, uh, hello, everybody. This is Peculiar Pairings. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. Yes. My name is Matt. I am Celine. Hello. And that son of a bitch over there staring at us endlessly is Craig. He's, uh, he's on the ones and twos, as they say, <laughs> which I don't even know what that means. That, do you know what's the robot that does our recordings for us? Do you know what ones and twos means? No. I don't. I don't. Even, I, I. I assume it's like audio it, channels. Explain. I feel like if I say that, I just think it's something old people say. That that just sounds <laughs> insensitive. That yeah, that sounds very like diminishing and degrading. You're just like, oh, that's just something old people. Our technology has progressed so much. We don't even have ones and twos. Right, like, I honestly don't know because the history of where things came from in the world of technology, as far as, like, how hmm. computers used to work and stuff like that, completely evades me. Well, that's true. <laughs> well, and it's, it's also possible that ones and twos means something that's more analog and almost Maybe. everything is digital these days. So, like, even if... Because it's almost always referred to, like, a, a sound producer who's, like, listening but not really, like, part of the show. And Ooh. they're like working the levels. But even in that sense, I'm not sure. Like, if you have five people on a show, wouldn't it be ones, twos, fives, you know, through five? And, and they always say it like plurally. So it's like ones and twos. Anyways, um, we're just uh, uh, delaying the inevitable because this is going to be. Celine, what, what are we talking about today? So we're covering Ghislaine Maxwell in our part two of our Epstein episodes. And yeah. that I will say I at least did not go down a path that was quite as dark as last time. And next week okay. it's gonna be really dark. Oh god. So we're doing kind of a roller coaster. Because uh, well, so next week we are gonna actually talk about specific victims and their stories. Okay. So just to prepare everyone mentally for that, it's going to be dark. I I personally am not a believer in necessarily censoring details just because it makes people uncomfortable. Right. And it doesn't mean I'm going to talk in depth about all of the excruciating details because that isn't necessary, but I'm not going to leave stuff out either. Yeah. Well, and I think that... I was kind of on the fence about that sort of thing when I first started listening to true crime stuff. 
um, because I always thought like it diminished their um, experience or something. You know, it was it was almost like you were poking fun at the victims. Um, but you know, in a way, it's like you're you're doing them a disservice if you're not describing the full extent of what they went through. Yes. And it's like you you have to understand just how horrible some of these people are. If you're not willing to talk about the full extent of yes. their horrible deeds, you can't really grasp what people went through. And <clears throat> if you're the kind of person who listens to true crime to kind of understand the evil of it, you you have to be able to know the depths that they go to and yeah, I think in the end you're really doing a disservice to the victims if you don't talk about the full extent and Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the whole point is to try to understand, like, the evil in the world and hopefully avoid it in the future or try to prevent it, I, I guess, you know? So it just, yeah, yeah. it's... I don't so think I'm you're helping anyone by... I'm just out there that it's going to be dark. Yeah. I, I'm definitely not the person who's going to sit there and draw out every single little thing and be like, and a tear right. strolled down <clears throat> her cheek as, like, this horrible, horrible thing continued over and over and over. I'm not going to... I'm not droning on. Fair enough. But we... Well, it's, if, if it's anyone was wondering... Yeah, oh yeah, it's not going to be fun. If anyone was wondering why we were talking about beer and stuff, uh, the first episode I knew was going to be uncomfortable and dark and we just might need some comfort, so we had milk and cookies. And this is uh, the sort of recovery period of that darkness. So I uh, figured we could use a, a good stiff drink, and that's why we are enjoying some Irish car bombs. Yeah. And yeah. next week, we'll just have the whole bottle. <laughs> yeah. I am, I am joking, but I actually would consider it. Yeah, that might be a weekend recording. <laughs> I'm like, just uh, just go go to town on it. And I'm, honestly, I haven't really looked into... Again, I, I'm I'm sort of familiar with the whole Epstein saga, but I... Haven't really looked into. Uh, I, I really don't know much about Ghislaine in general, and um, I have not heard much about like what the victims actually went through. So I'm uh, I'm uh, ready to be disturbed. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I read a text my friend just sent me. Oh, gosh, she's a treasure, and she's telling me the content of the podcast. She sneezed so loud, she scared a bird outside the window. Shut up! Now, this is important. Open or closed window? I am assuming closed. Wow, that is a sneeze. And the only reason I am bringing it up is to give us a little light before we trudge into the darkness. Well, that's good. I, yeah... I've never heard of that. Where does she live? Is she like in your area? She lives in Fort Collins. So she's like an hour away from me. Oh, okay. But yeah, so I mean, I was, I was thinking like it might be warm enough that she would have a window open, but like, yeah, it's if you've got your window closed. could, but I'm assuming the window is closed just because right. it's January and our weather's so iffy still. Yeah, that's fair. Well, that's why like up here, it, it hit the fifties today. So like, we all had, sh well, I had shorts on at least, and I had my window open in my truck, and everybody she said, yes, it was closed, which makes it oh, worse. That is spectacular. I hope she doesn't mind being laughed at. Did she scare another bird? No. <laughs> I just like, said, I'm oh. sorry, you scared a bird. And she, she just said, yes, and thank you. 
<laughs> I can definitely share the joy. So thank you, Sarah. Oh, oh yes. To, okay. Good. Well, thank you, Sarah. <laughs> I I personally really enjoyed that anecdote. I can only imagine that everyone else will. <laughs> I can't think of a time that I scared anything through a pain of anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering if the bird was like perched right at the window, like staring yeah. at her. Well, staring her I, down like yeah. I see you in there. Yeah, you fucking human in your climate controlled fucking shit. Yeah, doing one of those weird like bird head bobs. Th- yeah. Just giving do. her the eye. Yeah. And uh Her just dog does like upset. to bark at the birds, so I feel like they antagonize each other. Well, and I look, I apologize, Sarah, but I, I can't help feeling like this was just a coincidence. I mean, like, did the bird go oh, oh, and then fly away or something? Or like, how dare you? And the, you know, like I feel like she sneezed while the bird was already intending to fly. But either way, it's a fun anecdote. I like it. Either way. Thank you, Sarah. And again, a little more a little more levity before we dive into this horrible shit. So. Yeah, because sources for today is Business oh, yeah. Insider, Independent.co.uk, and our good old friends at Wikipedia. Woo! Because... Please support she is a difficult one to get tons of info on. Gilane or Gilane. What, what was it again? Gillet Gillen? <laughs> oh my god! I don't even know how Amos pronounced it <laughs> so Gillen's badly Gillen. last time. <laughs> a Gilane. Oh. Gillen. oh, isn't there an X in it? Is there an X in her name? Or is it an H? Well. Oh, okay. No, the other one. <laughs> the first name. Gil- Oh, no, it's G-H-I-S-L-A-I-N-E. Okay, the S is what I was... Yeah, the S is uh, not pronounced. It's a very French. Yes, it's, it's, it's très French. So are we, uh, are we going back to... Are we going to hear her whole origin story? Or are we kind of starting Yes, the... we are. Oh, boy. Okay. Does she come from France? Now I'm, now I'm curious. Uh, she herself does not. Fair enough. Um, her parents, her mom does. So, oh, okay. I was thinking maybe French Canadian or something, but that make, that makes sense. All right, yeah. So she's, she's got direct ties. She is British. Oh, Emily. Okay. And her connection with Epstein is vague. Mm, okay. In that. There have been multiple ways to describe their relationship, except that she exists in connection to him. So, like, that's not helpful. (laughs) A lot of people see her as the former girlfriend of the late Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, okay. His accomplice. Right. I, I guess for some reason, I always kept thinking lawyer. Like, even though I know we talked about his lawyer, for some reason that that's. I always that was always the thought I had in my mind. I feel like she does kind of have that air about her. Yeah, maybe. That, yeah, I don't know why I kept thinking she, but generally just sort of an associate. Yes. Okay. She is a very close associate. So yeah, it looked like you know she they got into some crazy shit. So uh, very. Oh close. yeah. Uh, she was born December 25th, 1961. Oh. She was born in France, but raised in Oxford. So. Ah, where? Yeah. Her dad is 
was a British media proprietor, Robert Maxwell. So he bought like media companies, like newspapers. That's like that's his stations. I just buy other media companies. Yes, that is that was his job. I bet he had a lot of money. That sounds like a cushy gig. And her mother, Elizabeth Maxwell, was a French-born researcher for the Holocaust. Wow, that is, um, oh, she must be so disappointed in her daughter. (laughs) Oh, my. Wow, she. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why that was so shocking. I just, that was not what I was expecting you to say. I did not expect it either when I read it. And I was like, oh, I just don't really know what to say about that. Like, yeah, I guess I would have, I would have assumed that she would just be like a historian who tends to focus on that. I, I wouldn't have thought of like researcher, but I mean, it's certainly an important topic that is still affecting the world today. So. I mean, it makes sense that she could make a career out of it. We're going to start dark right away. Uh, oh, so good. she was well, born. Well, said Holocaust, so I feel like. That's true. I, that's true. Yeah. She was born two days before her 15-year-old brother was then in a car accident that put him in a coma until his death six years later. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, okay, you weren't kidding. Yeah. He never he never came out at all. He he was just in a coma until he died, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, just bad. very sad. Yeah, that is sad. Like, did do uh do you know if um if he had certain complications or did they decide to just let him go? Like was he on life support or something? I have no idea. <clears throat> all right. Well, I'm gonna have to look into that. All I know is it was a prolonged coma, so I don't know if it was, like, medically induced or anything like that. Right, right. Well, I mean, I would only imagine that, like, a years-long coma is the result of severe trauma, and I wouldn't be shocked if he just succumbed to whatever his condition ultimately was. That's... Yeah. Yeah, but that's a rough way to start. two other brothers and two sisters. Oh, wow. Okay. So she is. Is she the youngest? Six. She's in the middle, I believe. That that explains it. Oh. <laughs> wow, thank you. Us middle children appreciate it. I was going to say, I'm not going to lie. I thought about you as the middle child, and I was like, should I say that or not? And then I was like, ah, it's funny. Fuck it. Yeah, I had joked about that the other day with my coworker, actually, because we're both middle children. Yeah. I, I I tend to uh, joke about just being the bratty younger child with a lot of people. Although then I gain a younger step sibling, so it doesn't really work as well anymore. But what's up, Sammy? <laughs> well, you know, as I like to say, I'm a part-time child of five. Oh yeah, that's a good way to put it. I like that. Yeah, because <laughs> I grew up with two and then gained two more later. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so throughout her childhood, she lived lavishly with her family in Oxford in a 53-room home mansion. Whoa. Sorry, it was a mansion, <laughs> not just a home. I was going to say, I mean, home also works. Yeah, home works, but it doesn't quite give you the, the grand scale. I mean, 53 rooms is a good enough description. Jeez, I've always, like, 
Did you ever watch um, that Netflix show about the people? It was sort of like the Netflix version of that PBS show. Oh, God damn it. My brain is dying so hard. The... Is it like educational or are we talking no, trashy it's TV? It's a drama um, period piece. Uh, the one on PBS was had like six seasons. It had the, uh, an actress from the Harry Potter movies. Oh, um, are you Downton thinking Abbey. of Downton? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was are another one. Bridgerton? Yes, that's the one I was thinking I of. I loved Bridgerton. I never made it through the first season. I've always meant to go back. I'm not sure it's tea. my cup of tea. I mean, it's mostly just about like romantic entanglements and. Well, yes. If the acting is super, and like, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. The production value is is incredible. So like, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a fine show. I uh, where I was going with it was just this idea that like, um, it was in a period when the rich, you know wanted to have these lavish parties and such, but a lot of people were expected to travel a pretty long ways to get yeah, there. So then you'd so have you, to have a place to stay. Exactly. Yeah. So you had these giant mansions so that when you had these parties, people didn't have to go all the way home. Cause even if they were on the next town over, it was still horse and buggy days. So that that's an hours long trip. Yeah. Yeah. And so I like, okay, that at least makes sense. Having a, a house like that this day and age just kind of blows my mind. I mean, it still serves the same kind of purpose, but like, well, and like knowing what our parents grew up in, could you imagine Mm -hmm. them in like a 53 room mansion? Oh my, oh my God. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing too. Like we're getting to an age where people generally have less and less kids. Um, but like, even, even with how our families were with like upwards of two digit, like numbers of kids, a 53 room house, like, how, how would you possibly need that in, like, the 1960s? That's insane. Yeah, it's being rich is what it is. Well, I was going to say, it's it's the extravagance for the sake of extravagance. Yes. And as a child, she studied at Oxford High School for Girls in North Oxford and was then enrolled at Edgar Lee Hall Preparatory School in Somerset. Oh, my. Ooh, la, la. Then she went to Headington School and Marlborough College, which is so that's like high school. Okay. For them. And then she attended Balliol College, Oxford in the 80s. Jesus Christ. What was that five schools? That's a. So it starts with like your primary school, which was Oxford High School for Girls. Okay, and yeah. she was enrolled in prep school, which is more middle school age. And then she went to Headington School and Marlborough College, which is like their high school equivalent. Okay, that, okay, that's what... Wait, so the high school to, is her... The high school's her primary school. The prep school is middle school. And then the col- the first college she went to is actually high school. Yes, so... Usually the way it breaks down in England is you have primary school. So that's like elementary school, usually leading. I think a lot of them actually go up to middle school. Okay. So like 13. And then they have college, which is our high school equivalent, which I think you start at like 13, 14 and go until 18. And then from college, you go to university. There it is. Okay. Because I was going to say, I thought there was a differing 
like parlance, so to speak, with how we used college. And I know that they referred to it as university. Yeah. But, uh, okay, okay. That, that I think the thing that threw me the most is that when you, like, the first one was called high school. And I'm like, yes. well, that would be her through, like, you know, finishing basic schooling. But okay, that's, that's yeah. just the primary schooling. Gotcha. Yeah, Jesus. the article in wikipedia that actually broke that down had like her age next to it so it's like at oh, age 13 that... she went to okay. preparatory school in somerset i'm like okay so this was before and why they called it high school does not make sense to me but okay yeah. well and then i always think of prep school as like kind of after or during high school that literally prepares you for college and so then yeah. the next one you said was college and i'm like oh, okay so now she's out of high school oh yes. my god and then the thing that I'm gets confusing with Oxford is that the different sections you join. So Oxford has like different sub colleges. Oh my God. In the way that like yeah. when we get our degree in the U S yeah. like the different area you're in. So if you have a bachelor's of science, you're in the oh. college of science. Right, right, right. Yep. So like with my degree, I was in the college of liberal arts. I'm not going to lie. That really confused me when I first enrolled because I went to NDSU, <clears throat> which we all thought of as a, like a collective thing as a college. But my yeah. degree was in the college of business. And I'm like, wait, but I'm already going to NDSU, which is a college. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, terminology that I still don't quite understand. Yes, and, and I'm I hoping for our UK listeners who are probably screaming right now. Yeah, <laughs> that our right. explanation of like how that works here also helps them with like later episodes. Well, Maybe not. So. I mean, I'll probably explain it again then. I was going to say, otherwise they're just like you fucking wankers. You don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. And I'm like, yeah, I really don't. I have no idea what the fuck any of this is. And for that, I say, I'm really sorry. I tried. Sorry, mate. You know, we're doing, we're sorry, doing our mate. best. Good yes. luck. Cheers. So while she was attending uni at Oxford, nice. she spent most of her time on her dad's yacht named Lady Ghislaine. So probably <laughs> the favorite child. I was just going to say, did he have the boat? Yeah, I was going to say, did he have the boat before he had the child? Because I'm like, I'm, I'm guessing. The child before the boat. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he he definitely named that boat after, which is also kind of like, it would sort of make sense if he had like three boys and then a daughter. And she's, you know, just the, the jewel in his eye, you know, just his whatever, like the one daughter yeah. he has. It's like, you've got two other daughters too. Like. It, or yeah, does he six, just have multiple boats that and they the all thing have boats? Yeah. I actually don't know. I just know he has a yacht named Lady Ghislaine. Fair, yeah, that was the next thing I was going to say. I was like, or he, it sounds like he has that kind of like fuck you money where he just bought a boat for each of them. And it's he like, definitely yeah. could have. Yeah. And then they each spend the summer on their respective yachts, which is yeah. an incredible way to grow up, I imagine. It's a very rich way to grow up. I was gonna, yeah, it's very spoiled, but uh, I mean, I'd take a boat. Fuck it. I mean, I would too. Yeah. And she worked for her father post university oh. up until his death in 1991. She, she worked so. for him buying things. Quite 
the uh, kind of we i will explain more so her and did have a very close relationship and she will say that she was his favorite child yeah which i mean it's hard to kind of make that assumption i would say Mm -hmm. that's accurate yeah and she worked for the european which is a publication her father established oh okay she was also the director at Oxford United Football Club while her father owned it. Mm-hmm. And Starting her father... a little bit of a pattern here. Yes. So <laughs> while doing that, she also became a prominent member of the London social scene. So she is known as a British socialite. That's who she is. She's like a British Paris Hilton. I was, I was just going to say that. Yeah, but yeah, she's a little less media coverage because it's the 80s. Right. I was going to say, and she's uh, she's a little older than Paris Hilton. So but I like you if if they were like the same age, like living in the same era, you could totally see them hanging out. Like she's like, yes. oh, yeah, Paris, come over to British, British, come over to and Britain. This is and we'll also hang the out time of it's also the time of Lady Diana. So. Oh, right. A lot yeah. of British media is about Lady Di and what she's doing versus like mm-hmm. other rich people in London. Right. So she can kind of just do whatever she wants and no yeah. one's going to pay attention. Oh my God. Oh, Paris Hilton would have thrived in that era. Holy shit. Although this I mean, a lot, of, a lot more than we give her credit for though. Absolutely. I, I was going to say, I, 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 I do, I do. And I'm, I'm at the risk of sounding like I am just shitting on her. I have, I've, I've seen some interviews and stuff. She sounds like she got a bad rap in like her earlier days and it sounds like she's uh quite that's, quite the individual actually well that's the thing that always bothers me with a lot of media is like yeah. the discrepancy between how they treat women versus men oh especially sure. as like public figures because as a man you're a bachelor like you're out partying yeah. with your friends like oh, what a bachelor yeah when a woman does it, it's like, oh, my God, she's out of control. What's wrong? With her? Yeah, you're seen as like a floozy kind of like it's yeah. it's such an odd dichotomy of like it's the same sort of thing. And we're not even talking about like certain like explicit activities, just like being a party person. If you're a woman, it's seen as like a horrible thing. And yeah, if you're a guy, you're going out to bars and stuff. It's like you're a bro and like, yeah, you're a winner. And it's like it's, it's the so same for you. Yeah, it's the same lifestyle. Why is there a different sort of perspective on it? It's freaking bullshit. So, I mean, for her, it probably worked out that she didn't have tons of, like, negative stuff in the press. For sure. At this time. At at this time. (laughs) True, yeah. Foreshadowing. Yeah. She did later move to New York when her father purchased the New York Daily News in January of 1991. So she started living in New York to act as like his emissary for the company. Okay. Yeah. And then it was in November of that year that her father's body was found floating in the sea near the Canary Islands next to the Lady Ghislaine yacht. Uh, Shut up. What? Yes. Oh my. When you mentioned his death, I assumed, you know, he's been a tycoon, you know, a a large baron of the information business and 
I'm going to hand it off to my children and pass away. He he showed up next to her yacht? Like, he took her yacht out, the Lady Ghislaine yacht. Okay, right, right, right. And was believed that he died by accidental drowning. A lot of people wow. think he committed suicide. She well, thinks he was murdered. I was going to, you know, when you, when you said just the circumstances of his death, I was like, that sounds like an episode by itself. I'm like, holy shit. That sounds insane. Do you, was there like a party on the yacht? Like, was it just him? So it turns out that he had a lot of fraudulent activity in his businesses. Oh. And that okay. there was a large chunk of money missing around the equivalent of 400 million pounds. Oh, my God. And affected a total of 32,000 people. So he's kind of doing a mini Madoff. Yeah. <clears throat> like he's just, Jesus. And, and that's in the 80s. 400 yes. million pounds. And her two brothers, Ian and Kevin, who were involved in the business, were arrested oh. on... June 19th, 1992, and charged with fraud. Wow. They were later acquitted in 96 when it was okay. found that they were not directly involved. That is, a, that is a Madoff sort of thing. Holy shit. Yeah. And at this time, she stayed in New York and moved into a friend's place in an apartment overlooking Central Park. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Yeah. That's so she was like, probably a great view. My dad's been murdered. I'm going to go live at a friend's house. Right. <laughs> I mean, people grieve in different ways. And she's, you know, she's living in the States. She's. Well, her and it was like a year later that she was moved in with this friend. So. Oh, OK. Well, you know, whatever. I'm assuming well, she did whatever grieving process she needed and then was like, hey, I'm going to go back to New York. Life as usual. Yeah. And. Jeez. She then started working at a real estate office on Madison Avenue and started rubbing elbows with some local celebrities. She then moved I, up in the New York social scene. That makes sense. Like when you first mentioned a real estate office, I'm like, so she went from running an empire to just she put on like the the like golden blazer and was just like going out showing houses. But I'm like, I forgot she's like a mogul. So she's not going to be at just any real estate scene. She's going to be in like the billionaire no. real estate scene. She is. And she still has a lot of connections in England. Like, Oh, right. Yep. It's not like she's doing this as like an everyday regular person. She's doing this as someone with a, yeah, she, she has the flexibility to like do like try anything. Like, cause, cause yes. even with, with what he ended up doing, like, I'm, I'm assuming they had plenty of assets that were like protected oh, yeah. from any kind of, uh, seizure or anything. So yeah, I mean, um, she's still a, a million or billionaire. So yeah, she, she can afford to just try anything. Yeah. And when you have that kind of money, there's a lot of stuff that you do for specific asset protection so that if right. you have issues with like one of the companies, it doesn't affect everything else you're doing. Right. Well, and we talked about the Virgin Islands last time, how it's like you just yeah. kind of put money there and nothing can happen to it. Like, that's yeah. what it's there for. So it is vaguely around this time that she meets Jeffrey. OK. 
And there I always are forgot no... that this started so because yeah, this is what mid nineties. So the thing is, is nobody's really sure if it was like nineties or eighties. Oh, 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 okay, right. So... They they might have known each other longer, but. Okay. Yeah, there are differing accounts as to when exactly they first met. Fair enough. So, some say it was that he met her through her father, and that like he introduced them as like a potential business partner, right? Or that she met him in the early '90s at a party in New York following a breakup with Count Gianfranco Sigona Mazzoni. <laughs> Count John Franco Franco Mazzoni. Wow. Sigona. Sig- Sig- There's the word. Sigona. Fr- I already fucked it up again. Um, that's that's the scenario that I was uh, assuming is that like they met at a party <laughs> at a wild party. I thought is that they met a par- at a party, but I'm like it would not surprise me either if it was through business through like sure. yeah. Epstein's whole um, vague money management thing that he was doing. And like, if they had tons of money, like, like, that made sense. No. Oh, yeah. It's definitely plausible. I just the 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 like party scene meeting is is definitely what what made most sense to me. I'm like, that's what I imagine. I'm like, yeah, they're at some they're at some club. They're doing coke and shit, and he's like, hey, you want to do some even weirder shit? And she's like, fuck yeah, I do. Fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah, bro. Yeah. So, either way, at this point, they have now met. And they right. start a romantic relationship in the 90s. Oh, ooh la la, again. And no one is sure if they were dating, if they were just really close, or what exactly, because... I, I get the impression they were keeping it open. Like the just knowing like you, yeah, and, and like like very uh, ag- like agreeably, they're both like, look, we're not gonna tie ourselves to each other, right? We're we're gonna go off and do random shit. So that they, they are just living their best lives as these weird degenerate people. Yeah, I imagine that it's some form of like open relationship of them being able to go and do a do whatever they want but then like they're still right. coming back to each other yeah at various points and like they, right. they're still each other's ride or die oh yeah that's because like, they're keeping each other's secrets and stuff like that yeah they're they're like confidant level like ride or die friends with benefits they're like, look, we're not going to lock each other down, but we're uh, we're a thing. Are we sleeping with each other? I mean, yeah, but yeah. but that that's Am I the tip of the iceberg. No, <laughs> was I already forgot? Was was Epstein married? No. Oh, okay. That's uh. Well, yeah. I mean, so yeah, maybe they were just kind of an item, and not yeah. like and and. There again, considering what the future holds, I can totally understand her not being the marrying type either. And so they're just like, yeah, we're going to do our own thing and we're going to be sort of an item, but uh, keep it loose. Yeah. And then in a 2009 deposition, several of Epstein's household employees said that she was his main girlfriend. Well, so not the only girlfriend, but the main one and that right. she was like the lady of the house. 
Okay. So she hired people. She fired people. She supervised his staff, oh, and that began yeah. in like 1992. And again, just making wild—not wild, but sort of educated assumptions. I, I it wouldn't shock me at all if she was totally aware of all of his other women. Oh yeah. And, yeah, and she's she's just like, well, I'm number one. So yeah, and she's it, I. I would I would be I would be shocked if she didn't also have her own like side pieces, so to speak. Yeah. So and in a 2003 Vanity Fair profile on Epstein. So this was before all of these sexual assault stuff came out. Okay. yeah. He referred to Maxwell as his best friend. And the author of that article, Vicky Ward, said that Maxwell seemed to organize much of his life. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're they're a thing. They're an item. If there's not, some sort of item in whatever way it works for them. Right. Yeah, it's it's an unconventional relationship, but uh yeah, they're doing they're doing their thing. Yeah. And she is known for her long-standing friendship with Prince Andrew. Oh. Just how they met. One. Right. <laughs> We remember and this potentially problematic she uh, did previously escort him to a party social function in New York that was a hooks and pimps social thing. I don't know if it was a party or if it was some sort of like fundraiser. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I could see that being sort of a weird theme in like the 90s. It still seems inappropriate, but also like yeah. it literally could be a thing where it was like hookers and pimps. Cons again, considering the weird shit that these two are apparently getting up to at some point, it wouldn't shock me if it was literally like a seedy underbelly kind of thing where they're like just oh, yeah. checking out. Like it's like a human trafficking kind of thing. Yeah. And Ghislaine had actually gone to school with Andrew. So during undergraduate at Oxford, that's how like they oh, met. I, I already forgot that she's British. <laughs> I keep forgetting. <laughs> yeah. So much of this takes place in America. Yeah. So then in 1995, Epstein renamed one of his companies to the Ghislaine Corporation. And that was based in Palm Beach, which then dissolved in 1998. Mm. I knew oh, that. <laughs> that seems so weird. <laughs> Why do people keep naming things after her? Her dad makes sense with the no. boat. But like, that's weird. I'm not going to put a ring on it. I'm not going to put a ring on it, but I'm going to put you on a building. Yeah. And fun fact about Ghislaine is that she was a trained copter pilot and would um, transport Epstein to what I am now moving forward calling Pedophile Island. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I think I had just a little bit of a stroke there. Did you say she's a helicopter pilot? Yes. Huh. She is a trained helicopter pilot. I don't know when that happened. It just happened at some point and... That... <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... Okay. <laughs> My reaction when I was reading that was, what? Yeah. Well, and like, I'm always kind of surprised when there are celebrities who just sort of casually talk about how, yeah, they've been taking flying lessons and uh, I've got my own little Cessna and I go, and then I'm like, oh yeah, they're rich. They can kind of do whatever they want. Somehow helicopter just seems 
different. Like, it also kind of makes more sense because, like, if you're hopping from mansion to mansion, you want to be able to just, like, lift off and, like, go to a mansion and just land in the... But I don't know, somehow I was was not expecting that. And then also yeah. just the added thing of, like, she became his helicopter chauffeur. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And then in 2008, when Epstein was first sent to prison... She then was no longer seen socially with Epstein. Well, because he, because he's in prison, it's hard to be seen socially <laughs> with. In prison, and two, because she, she's not dumb. She right, knew right. that being seen in any sort of social aspect with him, following a sex of, be yeah. like a sexual crimes, and that he's now a registered sexual predator right. that you kind of shouldn't be seen with him in public, especially yeah. as like oh, a more celebrity style yeah. person. Well, and was this, um, was, was this when he had that like release thing where like he wasn't really in prison? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he's <laughs> like weird work. Prison, yeah, quote unquote, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jail, where he got to leave all the time. Okay, I because I was thinking of yeah, where he got to leave for twelve hours a day, which is uh, yeah. I don't know if anyone was paying attention half the day. So like for eight hours, presumably he goes to the jail and then sleeps and then and then leaves. Yeah, maybe like breakfast and dinner, but then the rest of the t yeah, like so he's not yeah. really even in prison. But I see, yeah, no. so he's out and about, he's gallivanting around, and she's keeping yeah. her distance. That I mean, yes, that makes sense. yeah. And then in 2015, which is when the case against Maxwell with Virginia Guffrey occurred, oh, yeah. she largely retreated from the limelight and social function. Again, that makes sense. And this is where we're going to start with all the different cases and accusations against her. <laughs> yeah, here we go. The, the true darkness begins. Uh, yeah, and it's it's a lot. Oh so God. this goes back to 2015, with oh, the first okay. one being with Virginia Guffrey, and it contained a deposition from Jane Doe Three, which we now know is Virginia Guffrey, that accused Maxwell of recruiting her in 1999 while she was a minor. And groomed her to provide sexual services to Epstein. Okay. And she met Maxwell at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago club because she was working there as a spot attendant at 16. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. So she stated that when she met Ghislaine that she had to introduce her to Epstein and which she was then groomed by the two of them for his pleasure, which included lessons in Epstein's preferences during oral sex, which is disgusting. That, oh my God. <laughs> like just, I almost vomited. I was just going to say just that, that sentence is just so bizarre. <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. She denies these crimes, of course. Uh, yeah, okay. And I mean, 
In a 2015 statement, she also denied any involvement in procuring young girls for Epstein's and that she never facilitated Prince Andrew and his alleged, because he's never actually been convicted, acts of sexual abuse. I was going to say, I, I like how it, you, you could imagine Prince Andrew's just like, uh, could, could we, my, my name's coming up a lot here. Can we maybe pull this back I a maybe bit? Maybe let's take it out a little bit. Uh, yeah, can we... Can we throw the can, redacted? Can we throw redacted in there? We don't need oh, I, even just Prince. Just leave it as Andrew. Nobody, will, nobody will know. You know, just there's uh, so many like, Andrews in the world. So on. many, you wouldn't even believe how many Andrews there are. <laughs> just remove Prince. It's fine. Yes. So she repeatedly has stated that these claims are inaccurate and not true. And mm. Guthrie's stood her ground and is like, no, you trafficked me and other underage girls right and also stated that they had a lot of sex parties hosted by epstein in his homes in new york New mexico palm beach and the virgin islands which maxwell of course called her a liar and right. virginia <laughs> then sued her for defamation in federal court I do appreciate how she's essentially just taking the nah defense, which is like, yeah. that's, that's not true. That's not true. Yeah, like, yes. shut up. And the, this case settled in Guffrey's favor. Sh oh, I, I mixed it. Guffrey, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. That, as it should have been, yes. And then I, in 2017, yeah, two years later, oh my God. we have Sarah Ransom versus Epstein and Maxwell in which she filed a suit in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York. I didn't know there were different districts oh, right. for that, but that's... New York's a big place. It's a big place, and there's lots of people. Lots of people. And she alleged that Maxwell hired her to give massages to Epstein and then later threatened to physically harm her career prospects and essentially destroy her life if she did not comply with their sexual demands. Jesus. Which were all at his mansion in New York and on his pedophile island. <laughs> I, I'm not calling it anything else. That's what no, it is. I, yeah, it's just, it's like, for some reason I keep imagining like him referring to it as that and I'm like, I can't imagine he did, but it's just like, ah, I'm Not freaking rich. rich. Yeah, I'm rich. We all know what it is. Fuck it. Hey, take me on the helicopter to Pedophile Island. Let's go. And this suit was settled in 2018. And how when the agreements were sealed? Sorry, say so that you cut out a little bit. They were sealed? Yes. So oh, okay. the, how this case was settled was sealed. Gotcha. Amounts and whatnot. Yeah. 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 And then in 2019, we have an affidavit filed by Maria Farmer. Wow. And on April 16th of 2019, Maria went public with her story and filed a sworn affidavit in a federal New York court in which she stated that her and her sister were sexually assaulted by Epstein and Maxwell in separate locations in 1996. Interesting. And this was during the case in support of defamation by Virginia Guffrey against Alan Dershowitz. So this is in support of Virginia. Okay. 
well, because it almost sounded like like he just got sick of doing settlements because she's like, hey, look, uh, I have this story and you owe me money for horrible things that have befallen me. You've already settled with these two other women. You, you, sh- you have to pay me or else. And he's just like, fuck it. I'm sick of this shit. No, I'm not paying you. And she's like, okie dokie. Here comes my affidavit, you son of a bitch. Yep. So she met Maxwell and Epstein at a New York art gallery reception in 1995. And the following year, they hired her on an art project for Les Wexner, which I did find out is short for Leslie. Les. They just call him Les. Les Wexner. Yeah. Now I remember that name from. And this was at his mansion in Ohio where she was then sexually assaulted by both Maxwell and Epstein. Mm -hmm. And she reported the incident to NYPD and the... Oh, wow. And she also stated that during that summer, Epstein flew her and her younger sister, Annie, who was 15 at the time, to his New Mexico property where him and Maxwell molested her on a massage table. Mm -hmm. And Maria stated that Maxwell had threatened her career and her life after the assaults. So Jesus Christ, just a lot of threatening people. Like you say yeah. anything to anyone, I will kill you. Essentially. I will kill your prospects. I will destroy you. Yes. And then in 2019, a little later. So this was August 14th. We have Jennifer. Areos versus Epstein's estate, Maxwell, and Jane Doe's one through three. Okie dokie. Which is that the lawsuit was against Epstein, Maxwell, and three unnamed members of staff. And this this, they're included as like defendants? So they are included as enablers. Okay, I just, it seems weird to me that... Because they weren't physically involved, they named them Jane Doe's one, two, and... Weird. Okay, yeah, that just seems weird that, like, if you're... If you're technically considered as one of the perpetrators, like, it seems odd that you would be kept anonymous. Because it's like, if you end up going to jail or something, like... Uh, So she did amend the complaint to then... Include their names. Oh, okay. I think because at the time she was afraid to state their names and felt that, like, it was safer not to at the time. Oh, I got you. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's fair. And she was able to do all of this under the New York State um, Child Victims Act, which took effect on, like, the same day she filed the lawsuit. <laughs> she heard that, like, they were potentially pushing this through the legislature, and she's like, uh, day one. She's like, I've got day my one, shit I'm ready. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so then she amended her complaint on October 8th of that year, so, like, almost a month later, to include the names of the previous unidentified women enablers, which was Leslie Groff, Simberly Espinoza, and the late Rosalind Fontania. So I think members of staff that she saw in his estate who she right. felt could have stopped <clears throat> it and didn't. 
Yeah. Maybe even, yeah, in some way we're somehow engaged with, well, whatever. Yeah, enablers, whatever. Yeah. Either Letting way, it it, happen. and for them, it could have been as simple as like, they're, if they came to the U.S. for work, like being deported, or if they had family in another country, like them going after their family and stuff yeah. like that. And just the fact that, like, I mean, they could have been threatened on their own, and that's why they didn't come forward. Right. And then another one in 2019, which is Priscilla Doe versus Epstein's estate. Wait, was her name actually Doe? Just her first name is used, so Doe is... Yeah, I was like, because usually you just go with Jane Doe. So I'm like, why would they change? Okay, so her actual were, name was Priscilla. There were a few that went with just their first name. Okay, so weird. she stated that she uh, was recruited in 2006 and trained by Maxwell with step-by-step instructions on how to provide sexual services for Epstein. Wow. And she was named in one of... Maxwell was named in one of the three lawsuits filed in New York against the estate of Epstein. Oh, right. He's so he's already dead at this. He's point. already dead at this point. Oh, my God. So now it's his estate versus. Yeah. Him himself. And then our last one of 2019 is Annie Farmer. So we had Maria earlier and now it's Annie, her oh, sister. Right. right, right, right. Yep. In November of 2019. Annie, represented by Davy Bowies. I'm not sure if I'm saying his last name right, but... How's it spelled? B-O-I-E-S. Oh. I, I, yeah, I guess I'd go with boy, boys. Boys? Boom. Either way. Right. She has a... It sounds like she has a decent lawyer, and she sued... Maxwell and Epstein in federal district court in Manhattan, Mm. accusing them of rape, battery, and false imprisonment. Yeah. Yeah. And then in 2020, we have Jane Doe versus Maxwell and Epstein's estate. In 2020, a lawsuit was filed against the pair, stating that they recruited a 13-year-old music student at the Interlochen Center of the Arts mm-hmm. in the summer of 1994 and then subjected her to sexual abuse. 13. And she stated that Maxwell and Epstein played a key role in her recruitment okay. and that she actively participated in the assault alongside Epstein. Mm. She also stated that she felt like she was targeted because she came from a struggling family and was not in the picture. Okay. Yeah. And they're like, so here's an easy mark. Yeah. Yeah. And if I am remembering this correctly, because I think she actually does talk about this on the broken podcast. She, she actually was a very gifted music student Mm -hmm. and that they they found her i can't quite remember what the method was or how they met exactly like oh like she wanted to go to the summer art program as a kid and like 
oh, we can't go because that's too much money. Like, we can't afford that. They paid for it. Sent her okay. to the summer arts program. And she was like, oh, oh like, okay. Like, wow. no one's like believed in me that much. Like, okay. Right. Like, how, yeah. How generous. Yeah. They, yeah. They just believe in me so much. So they supported like her musical career. And later, and she was looking to apply for colleges. She was going to go with something more reasonable. And they're like, well, you should go to Juilliard. Like you should go to the best of the best, like, and nothing else. Like don't even consider other options. Yeah. And she was like, well, like, okay, if you think I can go to Juilliard, but like, it's expensive. And they're like, no, 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 we'll pay for it. Yeah. And she's like, well, like, should I do financial aid? Should I do? And they're like, no, 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 we'll take care of it. Just go. Mm -hmm. So then later when she refused to recruit younger girls for them, Uh, as she was still in college, like it's her last year of college. Yeah. She then got stuck with a $100,000 bill that she could not pay and couldn't apply for financial aid for. And when she talked to them about it and was like, I don't know how to pay you. Like, I don't know. Applied for financial aid. We probably would have given you a full ride. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. That's insane. I'm listening to that. Well past that deadline. Yeah. It like you, you had to have applied like well before you were going to attend school. Like, like, had you just applied for this from the start, like, you would have been fine. And I'm like, God. What a way to screw someone over. To, like... That's ridiculous. Get to the point where, like, you've footed the bill for their edge, And then because they will not commit, like, criminal acts for you... (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> you are now like well go fuck yourself like <laughs> that that is pretty that's like yeah yeah that's beyond shitty yeah and if that is not that story you should listen to their podcast and like that specific story because the whole time i listened to it I was like, Ugh. it's just like <laughs> breaks my heart a little bit we have two more cases we have in 2020, in March, Maxwell versus Epstein's estate, Darren K. Indyke, Richard D. Kahn, and NES LLC, in oh. which Maxwell files a lawsuit in Superior Court in the Virgin Islands, seeking compensation for her legal costs. I. Uh, yeah, I thought you said her versus Epstein. I was like, wait, what the? Yes, she claimed that because she was a longtime employee of Epstein and had served and managed his property, that, you know, he should be paying for the damages of the legal fees against her accusers because she didn't do anything wrong. Right. Yeah, since she's so, yeah, it's like, and uh, like for the sake of argument, assuming she literally didn't do anything, she still had to go to court for these uh, proceedings. So she's like, yeah. look, I, I, yeah, I have to go to court for shit that you did. This is bullshit. You should pay for this. So, like, yeah. I kind of understand that, but it's also like, it kind of sounds like you did all this shit. Yeah. And also, like, at the time that she's then having, all of these lawsuits, she doesn't work for him anymore. Yeah. She hasn't interacted. Interacted. I feel like that's pretty loose. I'm pretty sure they were in contact with each other. 
And she's like, well, I worked for you as an employee at one point. So you should pay all the legal stuff I have to deal with because I worked for you. And I'm like, that's not how this works, honey. Come on. (laughs) How many people do you know would be like, oh, because I was your employee. And I'm getting accused by these people that. I shouldn't have to pay for it. You should because you employed. Yeah. Like, okay. And she claims that he promised to like cover the cost for her. And I'm like, um, well, like, why would he need to cover it if you didn't do anything? Yeah. I mean, I don't really know how lawyers work as far as like. It does kind of sound like something that her lawyer would have advised her to do because like, well, look, you're, you're incurring a shitload of costs but he's essentially got infinity money. So you should sue yeah. him for the costs of these court cases. And she's like, I don't really want to. He's yeah. my boyfriend. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, well, you're broke. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in 2021, Jane Doe Jeez. versus Epstein's estate. Yeah. She was named in a civil suit against his estate in March of 2021 by a woman who has remained nameless to this Mm. point, who accused Epstein and Maxwell of trafficking her after repeatedly raping her in Florida in 2008. Wow. Yeah. And those were just cases. Right. It gets crazier. So after Epstein was first arrested in I actually was like his second time being arrested. 2015. Yeah. She went into hiding. What? To the point that her lawyers did not know where she was. Oh, wow. Like they knew she was in London, but they didn't know where she was staying and couldn't reach her. She's she's taking the like three year old covering their own face, doing the you can't see me, so you can't punish me. Defense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And she was only communicating with the courts through her lawyers, who at one point refused to accept three lawsuits against her on her behalf because they couldn't. Well, for one, they couldn't actually serve her. Okay. Yeah. I was like, you can just not accept a a court case. I mean, I think what happens is. You don't show up for court and it's not ruled in your favor because you didn't show up. Well, I was yeah, I was going to say, like, if you I was going to say, I suppose if they can't find her, they can't serve her. They just go on without her. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, generally speaking, if you have like a summons or a subpoena, yeah, it just it it just means a default judgment against you. So like, yeah. And maybe that's kind of a. part of the law is that like, if you absolutely cannot find this person, you can serve it to their known lawyers and the lawyers are just like, we don't accept this. And they're like, that's not how the law works. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. So she has had a history of being unreachable during legal proceedings. So like whether it's no comment or they just straight up don't know where she is. They vaguely know in the UK. She's in the UK. Wow. So then in 2020, 
Authorities in the U.S. Virgin Islands were not able to locate her three and a half months to serve her a subpoena for her her participation in Epstein's sex trafficking operation at the U.S. Virgin Islands. I'm on my dad's boat named after me. I'm in international waters. I'm on my boat. International waters. Can't touch me. I'm on my boat. Go fuck yourselves. And then she was later arrested in Bradford, New Hampshire, by the FBI on July 2nd, in which they had to use what they call a Stingray mobile phone tracking. Oh, wow. So they, like, tapped her phones and stuff while she was talking to lawyers, her husband, and one of her sisters to find her location. They finally got fed up and they're like, we have got to track her down. Jesus. Yes. And that was the fastest any judge has ever signed a warrant in history. Yes. Like, your honor, she hasn't shown up for months. It's like, yeah, all right, fuck it. Track her phone. So prosecutors led by U.S. District Attorney Audrey Strauss charged her with six federal crimes, which included the enticement of minors, sex trafficking of children and perjury. In which she pleaded not guilty to everything. No surprise mm-hmm. there. Right. And then she was denied bail yes. in July of 2014, 2020, because she holds three passports France, oh, wow. UK, and the US. And she was seen as a huge flight risk, especially right. because France does not extradite citizens. It doesn't? I find nope. that really shocking. Well, and not to mention, like, on top of that, she's been gone for three months. We couldn't yeah, like, find her. She was hiding from everybody, yeah. and it took you, you this long to, like, track you down. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't give her bail either. Please, Judge, please. And Wait. in December of that year, she requested to have bail again so that and they're like, well, I'll stay at a friend's house and you can constantly oh. surveil me and would again deny. Yes. Because oh, no. one of the victims, Annie Farmer, stepped forward and stood in opposition against her getting bail. Good call. Yeah. Well, I mean, basically stating like, no, like she's a danger to society. And like, you yeah, like, don't like let her have bail. Like, no. That is such a weird system. I know we talked about this last time, but I'm still blown away that we're like, so weird. Yeah, I'm still blown away that like we're the only country that does that. And it it, like when you look at how justice systems should work, you're like, yeah, they should be able to just pay and get out of jail. What the fuck? That's crazy. Yeah. Well, and there's like no set amount. Like it's just decided in the moment. There's no like at the discretion of the judge. Yeah. And it's also like, um, it it should be one or the other. You should either be allowed to be free pending your trial or everyone should be in jail. Like it, there shouldn't be an option of like, well, if you have two billion dollars, you just you get to be have out. this kind of money. Right. No. Yeah. It should either be everyone gets to be out while they're pending a trial or everyone has to be held. Like that doesn't make yeah. any sense. Why? Like, why does bail even exist? Yeah. So then in January of 2021, they had a court hearing and it was dis- disrupted by QAnon. Oh my God. Which was because they believed that Maxwell was in a group of child sacrificing 
Satanist liberal elites who trafficked children for sex, which is Pizzagate. I'm pretty sure. I so in a weird way, I'm kind of in a weird way. I'm kind of grateful that they were against her, but it like they were still in the wrong. But it's (laughs) like, okay, I mean, at least they were like wrong reasons. Yeah, I I was worried they were going to be on her side, but I was also like, is she a liberal? I'm like, I can't imagine she's a liberal. It's the first part of the child sacrificing Satanist liberal elite. I. The rest yeah, of it I, is accurate, but the oh, that's true. Part. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, and I do remember hearing about PizzaGate, and they even had like people go to the pizza shop, like with yeah. guns, threatening to like like release and the children. Just and like, pizza shop, please leave us alone. And he's like, we don't even have a basement. Show me the basement. It's like we don't have a basement. Show me any doors that might go to a basement. And then it's just like a a lot an like alley a, door. Yeah, it's just or yeah, it's like goes to the alley or it's a storage thing. And yeah. the idea that he's just like, but but I was going to save kids. And then he's yeah. off to jail for a long time because he's an idiot. Yep. Yeah. Don't listen to conspiracy theories, kids. Yeah. So then in January, later in January, later, she had a motion by her attorney challenged, which uh, challenged her grand jury indictment, claiming that it did not reflect that ethnic diversity of the jurisdiction in which the violations were alleged to have occurred. Uh, uh, so she's trying to play the race card? Yeah. In a weird way. Oh my god. The jury that did her indictment was not diverse enough. (laughs) Which in a weird way is like, yeah, it's a jury of your peers. Yeah. What did you expect? Think about yeah, and it's, it's like the jury of your peers. Yeah, like it's it's the, white people. Yeah, it was like the only way it's not of your peers is that they aren't all billionaires. Also, like that yeah. that wouldn't like that's the only way. Of course, then you could imagine like the other billionaires are like, well, look, we shouldn't send her to jail. It sets a bad precedent. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, that's why we didn't get rich people. Yeah, and then on March of 2021, U.S. prosecutors added charges of sex trafficking a minor and wow. sex trafficking conspiracy which stated that she was involved in grooming a fourth girl at the age of 14 to engage in sexual acts with Epstein between 2001 and 2004 I thought you were Beach. going to say fourth grader and no. just okay like like how gross can you people possibly get pretty okay. bad Pretty bad. Yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, I don't know why I'm questioning it. Pretty bad. Again, she said, I'm not guilty. Right. And her attorneys have regularly protested against her conditions of confinement, which at one point she was put on suicide watch. Okay. And I don't know if this is at the same point, but they complained that she was being kept awake. Oh, yeah. So this was at the same point where she was being under suicide watch where they shone a light in her eyes every 15 minutes to deter her chances of committing suicide but she's being denied sleep math so her life is so hard way <laughs> it's well and it's one of those things i'm like i mean at one point i would not be surprised if that was actually what was happening and then on the other hand i'm pretty sure they just watched her all the time 
I was going to say, I put you in like weird suits where you can't like hurt yourself and yeah. stuff like that. I get the feeling and and this is certainly my own like I'm obviously very biased against her, but I would imagine that this is her extremely over exaggerating something. That's in what the sense, I felt. Yeah, which is like the guards have to do rounds every 15 minutes. And so they go by the window of her cell, turn a flashlight on so that they can see her to make and they're sure like, yeah, she's, she's still there. Yeah, and then they click it off and they go. So it's not like this giant like overhead lamp that's like in her time yeah it's probably them going yeah she's there click it off and that's every 15 minutes and she's like wait hasn't moved ton yeah yeah and we can tell it's not a dummy they're like well they're only watching her for suicide because epstein committed suicide and she's not suicidal i mean don't put people on that unless they have to yeah well and i do like I kind of believe that just in the sense that like it, I, I wouldn't put it past them that they would like have a, a suicide pact. Like if all this shit comes oh, out, yeah. they would. but like still, I feel like it's reasonable. So it's like, I can understand the court being like, yeah, we, ex- we expect that you might do this because like literally because he did this, we think that you have a higher chance of doing it. So yeah, yeah we're going to watch you. Sorry. And then in April of 2021, it was decided that she would have two separate trials. So one for all of her sex trafficking charges and then a separate second one for perjury. Well, yeah, all right. (laughs) I feel like that's fair. fair. Yeah. Then in December of 2021, she was found guilty and convicted by a jury in U.S. federal court on five of the six sex trafficking related counts, which carried a maximum potential sentence of up to 65 years imprisonment, which is not what you got. Well, and I was going to say somehow 65 still seems light. It feels light. Oh, well, yeah, I'm like, because when yeah, when you said that's not what she got, I'm like. 65 already to, like because it feels like either life imprisonment doesn't feel like enough exactly yeah it feels like the minimum should be life imprisonment i'm not saying that the death penalty is necessarily a good idea but it just feels like this level of depravity and evil should not be back out in the world so it's like why is it even a set number like it feels like that's 65 is already not enough and now i'm worried to hear what she got oh she was acquitted on that sixth charge of enticing a minor to travel to engage in illegal sex acts. Which if she's transporting children or helping transport people under the age of 18. Your Honor, I, I, I didn't... <laughs> I didn't Shouldn't entice anyone. I, yeah, I, I didn't entice anyone, Your Honor. I abused Forced them. them. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I I don't entice. And they're like, well, uh, yeah, okay. Then I guess that one is stricken from the record. Yeah. And immediately after her conviction, her family began an- on the grounds that one of the jurors had not disclosed during jury selection that he had been sexually abused as a child but shared that narrative of abuse to the other jurors. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I guess that you could see how that would bias him against her. 
And in April of 2022, a judge said that that does not warrant a okay. new trial. Okay. <laughs> the verdict yeah, like stands. All right. And then on June of 2022, she was sentenced for the five crimes right. to 20 years in prison. Oh, I knew, oh, I knew you were going to. Uh, yeah. Oh, that. Executors wanted at least 30. That, well, like in a lot of places, 20, like when you get life imprisonment, it, the minimum is 25. And yeah. like that's that's when you're first eligible per, for parole, and so it's like for this shit you don't even get twenty five. <laughs> oh, is twenty? Which the thing that makes me mad twenty? Yeah, is that, and I get really mad at this when specifically I talk about Brock Turner, which I definitely think we should do. At some yeah. point. Um, especially so, since uh, that is not a name that rings a bell. Oh, we'll, so, we'll have to discuss this say, after. Say, yeah, then, we'll, then we'll go with that because I don't know what he is or who he is anyway. Yeah, so there was another person in similar circumstances, except that the accusations against him were false. But because oh, okay. he was a person of color... Yeah. He got 25, he got the maximum sentence 25 years. And Brock Turner got next to nothing. Right. For the same crime. Yeah. Jesus. And it makes me mad because when someone like Ghislaine Maxwell or Ep Epstein, who was never actually convicted, do multiple accounts of her things, you get like 20 years. That is, is there was there an explanation as to why her sentence was the way it was? No. Okay. <laughs> like, it's just because up that's to, like the judge, the judge's discretion. Yeah. That's so. And she complained that she was getting threats from jail staff, and had that leading up to the days to sentencing, but refused to give details about what the what the threats were. Yeah. She's like, okay. I'm being threatened. And they're like, well, what are they saying? Oh, you know, I'm just being threatened. Well, I don't. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not one to tell. If like, I'm going to punch you in the face or like, are they going to stab you with a shiv? Like what? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, well I'm I don't... being threatened. Okay. I can't yeah. help you if I don't know what from. He's like, she's like, she's like a little kid who, when uh, you, you come home, like, like, or you come into a room and you find something broken and you're like, hey, who broke this? And it's like, there's nobody else in the house. And it's like, who broke this? And they're like, I don't know. And it's I like, don't know. really? You, you're the only one who's been in here for the last like 10 minutes. And this wasn't broken when I left to, to go put the groceries away, but now it's broken. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And it's like, okay. Okay, you little shit. I watched one where it's like young kids that all... Ate like a whole box of laxatives. Oh no! Trying to figure out which kid it was out of a group of six, and not a single one of them cracked. And they're like, "We're not mad, but like, we need to know who ate this because like we have to 
take you to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> and not a single one cracked the whole time. And I'm like. Yeah, don't rat. Well, you're going to know soon enough. Which I was going to say, like, you're going to know pretty quickly. One of them is going to tell you against their will, like pretty yeah. fucking soon. I assume they were like gummies or like the, the chocolate laxatives. So they yeah. thought they were like, yeah, yeah. They're like, and they're like, did you think it like it, we're not mad, but you need to tell us. Yeah. You need to tell us who's threatening you. Yeah. And then she appealed to the conviction on July 7th of 2022. And then in August of 2022, her former. So for, I think everything leading up to this point. Put a lawsuit against her saying that she refused to pay them for their legal. Oh, <laughs> you know, that's a weird sort of trend that seems to be common amongst rich people of like, you get the best, most highest paid lawyers and then you don't pay them. Um, yeah, the highest so, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, there's a former president who's famous for doing that. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. But uh, she, yeah, it's like, if you're that fucking rich, just pay your people for doing their fucking jobs. Yeah, so they are currently suing her for $878,000. Oof. And yeah. as of January of this year, she is moving ahead with another plea, de- uh, submitting like another... Uh, like appeal? Appeal. Okay. I don't know why my computer changed plea or oh. appeal to plea. <laughs> so I was like, wait, what plea deal? Another <laughs> appeal mm-hmm. in which... Sh- this happened after the release of the files from the defam- defamation oh. hearing in 2015. Okay, right, List right. That came out that everyone's been talking about. Yeah. And she believes that the release of these names will not affect her appeal. And in t- again in 2017 the suit was settled, but they placed a seal on the names to keep the identities of a lot of the victims mm-hmm. unknown. And she continues to state that she is not guilty to this I mean, that day. Sounds, that sounds about right. I yeah, didn't so do it. That, that is Ghislaine. And we will know mm. a lot more about direct involvement when we cover this next time. Well, that is... Uh... Horrifying. Yeah, so we'll we'll find out more about the actual the actual crimes and the the specifics of the when we cover the the victims. And I yeah. I like I it's it's weird how you were definitely right. Like this episode was lighter than the last one. Um, yeah. And it's still horrifying. And so now I'm going to have to do some some thinking about like what the drink will be for next time. Because uh, yeah. I don't know that there would be anything strong enough to uh, to go through. Should we do heroin? Should we just do heroin? Like, I think we, we just... should just have straight shots of tequila. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think we That's... can do that. <laughs> That's just what feels right. I don't. I don't. I can't think of the last time I've had shots of tequila. Um, we, we had some yeah. last week. Oh, really? Yeah. Just for her to drown one's sorrows. It was or like is- after um, work, we 
Oh, more more celebratory. Like we did yeah, it. Right? We made okay. it through a week. Yeah. There is a there is a surprisingly uh, noticeable difference between happy tequila shots and sad tequila shots. Yes. Most so of them have been happy tequila shots. So good. good. Yeah, I think the only times I've shot tequila because I'm not a tequila person. <clears throat> even even like good tequila, it it just it tastes like tequila to me. I'm I'm yeah. I mean, but, it's tequila. Um, okay, I yeah I uh, I have only had tequila when other people got it very enthusiastically, and so I'm like, all right, well I'm here. We're all having a good time. I'll I'll shoot some tequila. Yeah, tequila is usually what my friends and I get when. And we're like, you, let's do shots. And we're like, tequila. Tequila, shots. So do you, I mean, do you like the taste of tequila? I, I'm okay with it. It's, okay. um, I've noticed that I start to have opposite effect. And I don't, this is like just tequila specifically. Mm-hmm. When I drink, it doesn't get easier as you yeah. go. It's like, it gets a little harder. <laughs> I'm like, so like if, I think the last time I had like quite a few shots of tequila, we had like three or four. And by the fourth one, I was like, here we go. And then I was like, I don't love it. I was a little types I prefer. Okay. Um, Well, you, you let me know if there's a specific brand. Oh, Patron. (laughs) Well, cause it's Patron. It's smooth. I was just going to say, I don't think I'm going to get Patron because I'm pretty sure it's like $60 or something. Isn't it pretty yeah, expensive? No, the tequila yeah. I have at my house is like a $15 bottle. There we go. That's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to get some limes. Okay. Well, you let me know what that is and I will uh, I'll look into it. Um, yeah, I know it's I, a Blanco tequila. Oh, OK. A little lighter. Do you know that? Yeah, it's um, the bottle has like Dios de los Muertos. Skeleton. Oh, oh that's it. cool. Nice. Yeah, it's a really cool bottle. Yeah, I've I've had people try to tell me that like, um, and maybe there is something to this. I've read a few things about it. I think it's bullshit. I think it's just sort of a mindset. Like certain people are like, oh my god, when I have tequila, things get crazy, and it's like I'm pretty sure that's just alcohol. <laughs> like that's there's just what else. But yeah, like. There's a whole country song about it. Tequila makes her close. Fall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I still think that's ridiculous because it's it's just yeah. alcohol. And I think when you think of tequila, you get into it. It's sort of a weird placebo effect. But yeah. I, what I was going to say, and that's kind of the, the train I thought you were going down. But I will definitely agree that out of all the alcohols I've ever had just shot straight, it it does strangely get harder. <laughs> like... Yeah. Brandy, brandy, I can do pretty much straight from the bottle, but I'm also used to it. Whiskey, yeah. you know, yeah, it's up and down. Like, yeah, no. To although yeah. I don't think I've ever done shots of vodka. Now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever just had friends who were like, "Let's do," vo-, but I've definitely had tequila. Yeah. And yeah, the first one, it's like, ooh, That's that was a tough night. As I'm like, just give me yeah. a shot of vodka. Okay. <laughs> although that is what we did when my grandma passed we just sat and did shots yeah. of vodka oh my God. This is what we believed she would have preferred i mean she drank That's wine cute. more than anything yeah she would at least appreciate your drinking in her honor well that's that is a perfect opportunity to just like do shots and just where it's like you almost you know it's going to be painful but that's kind of part of the point 
is like you're giving up a certain level of comfort in honor of the person who's passed and it's it's a weird sort of human thing that we do but it's uh it is what i'm gonna do when grandma passes as yeah although that know, she kind of... to remind me could be any time yeah and i'm like Just... grandma no did did she did she specify vodka no, she did not specify vodka. Okay. She, I feel, like, I feel, I feel like, like she would probably prefer schnapps if she had a choice. That's what I was, was going to say. Like, yeah, I think me and Bear and Sammy, Zach might have been there. We, well, we weren't drinking at his funeral because I think I was still, I don't think I was 21 yet. At a certain point, at some point at something, we, we toasted to Grandpa's honor and it's, yeah, it's got to be peppermint schnapps. Yeah. I, am, I imagine Grandma would, would appreciate the same thing i imagine she would yeah so but yeah well, something i think something hard next week is the way to go okay i'm willing to i'm willing to yeah i was gonna say we'll we'll definitely have to do like a like an evening recording or a, a weekend recording. Yeah. <laughs> okay well yeah, uh, i definitely may need to just like lie down life after that in the next one yeah, I think we'll just we'll just like have to have a bottle. Maybe ch like I'll probably put mine in the freezer the day before, and then like we'll just pull out have the bottle. Yeah, and then just be like, we're not gonna we're not gonna start the evening with a drink. We're gonna just go through this, and as as things get worse, we'll we'll take, take a, shot. a shot. Yeah, we <laughs> could do it good. where you get to take shots with us. I was gonna say, oh yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so if anyone's listening, you can. Yeah, we've never really done that before. That'll be Do fun. Do shots of your choice, because I'm not going to force blood everyone. Well, I think we've established <laughs> that even if we have an idea for, like, a pairing, we're pretty loosey-goosey on the rules. So, you know, yeah, like, do, do whatever's comfortable for you. You know, get yourself, if, if you have an evening, to just do nothing or whatever. You're not doing anything in the morning, for sure. Don't do it on a work night. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, do it when you don't have something the next day. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Well, um, yes. if you have any uh, recommendations for us for uh, for stories or uh, ways to uh, kill ourselves with alcohol, uh, please email us at peculiarpairingspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at peculiarpairpod, on Instagram at peculiarpairingspod, and uh, look us up on Patreon. Check check us out. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna redo that a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna put up stuff and. Yes, we are aiming to do stuff once a month on Patreon. Yeah. Some really cool stuff to share with you all very soon, actually. Yeah. And, uh, and what, what's, uh, what's going on on YouTubes? You got new stuff coming out on the YouTubes? It's going to be coming out in February. I'm going to be Ooh. recording this week, get ahead on some episodes, actually get more stuff rolling, and I'm excited. All right. Well, that'll be exciting. Hey. Yeah. And we will, uh, uh, real quick, we're going to be doing a, uh, a collaboration with uh, another yeah. podcast. And, we uh, are we'll, very uh, excited to collaborate yeah. with the One Nothing podcast. Yeah. And when I was, I was, I was trying to remember, like, when it's, I think it comes out February sometime. Yes, it's going to be coming out, I think, February 6th. So shortly after. After so, this episode. Okay, cool. Yeah. Perfect. Well, we'll catch us over on one nothing, and uh, we'll see you guys for part three, and uh, hopefully we'll all make it through. Well, thanks yeah. for sticking through this one with us, and we'll see y'all next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye bye.